now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so a lot has happened since our last broadcast of the big show because now AirVenture has passed. Uh, Dennis was there at the very uh, tail end of the event, uh, handing out Just Plane Radio uh, bumper stickers and stuff, I hear. Is that right? That's correct. I, I met up anybody that uh, uh, had reached out to me, or I uh, met it at the show. Got uh, got the first round of free stickers for about Just that. Plain Radio. Yes, believe it, believe it or not, people actually wanted them. I, I can't believe I, you know, I they could have taken them and just put them over your mouth and said, uh, "We've heard enough out of you." One but or two tried. Okay, all right. If I would have been there, I think it probably would have been a little bit more successful in that regard. As far as slapping them over my mouth, but I wasn't. I had a conflict of interest uh, when it, when it comes to catching Florida spiny lobster because, yeah, we we got to get the folks at Air Venture uh, the, to talk to the people at the Florida Wildlife Commission and uh, get them uh, to kind of change the dates of their events. Well, because. you don't really have to do that, Greg, because I've proven that you can do both in the same week because you and I were together at Bugfest at Lauderdale by the Sea for right. Wednesday and Thursday. That's true. That is true. So, yeah. But my priority was to be done lobster diving on Thursday so that I could take an airline flight to Oshkosh to go take in an air venture. And you and did just next that. year. Yeah, exactly. But, but, then, but two year, days, the last two days of air venture isn't enough to take in that whole event. I mean, well, you, you did the best you could, but eleven thousand steps begged to differ. <laughs> I think I got a lot done on Saturday alone, and right. Sunday. Sunday was also quite fun. Mm-hmm. And if we were to able to take the Mooney up there, where we don't have to be to the Appleton Airport for a four p.m. flight, that that would have left me pretty much the entire day on Sunday to peruse the grounds as well. Right. So, okay. Well, yeah. We maybe after able- two days of walking the grounds, that that may be enough. So your feet were happy with you, the fact that you only spent two days there on, on site at AirVenture. But I'm just saying, as far as really being able to soak in the entire atmosphere, you know, the Woodstock of aviation, you got to be there more than a couple nights, I think. I Yeah, probably. But I'll say this, uh, I did get a lot accomplished. I got to see almost everything that I had intended to do, uh, I was able to accomplish, even on that condensed time scale. Yeah. All right. Well, good. So we got to get the whole lowdown. Uh, first off, just to kind of back up, you flew in commercial. You didn't fly private. We were talking about that possibility uh, because some friends at your air park were actually going to do just that. Did they meet you out there even though you flew commercial or what? Uh, they didn't. They decided to stay lobster diving for the ah, whole weekend. Okay. Yeah. They so were down in back Florida. Back to that right? earlier discussion. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, that, and they were going to fly what, though? It was a bonanza. A bonanza. Right. And the weather has just been nutty. Uh, you know, I mean, just in Florida alone, you got if you were flying that Bonanza, let alone in your Mooney, you'd be taking all kinds of crazy detours, diversions around storms, I'm guessing. Is that right? 
Uh, most likely. And even up in uh, Wisconsin, the weather was, was quite interesting. I don't know if you saw earlier in the week, they had uh, severe thunderstorms that were predicted to come through and they were expecting tornadoes and all sorts of stuff on Wednesday. Mm. Uh, we had, we woke up Saturday morning to overcast and fog, which didn't burn off until about midday. Uh, but that was really nice because it kept the temperatures down and didn't need to put sunscreen on and made for very enjoyable walking conditions to go around and check all the outdoor exhibits. Well, especially compared to Florida, where basically when you walk outside right now in Florida, no matter where you are in the state, uh, give it about five minutes, you'll come back in looking like you just took a dip in the pool and you have no pool. <laughs> so it's very humid right now as we uh, you know navigate through August in Florida. It's just what what we got to deal with. So I would imagine the the change in temperature there and on uh, Oshkosh was uh, you know a welcome surprise, right? I, I was. Uh, I didn't know what to do with the uh, highs in the mid seventies and lows in the the you know high high fifties. Yes, uh, it was kind of unusual. But uh, I had to stay true to my Minnesota roots. I did not bring pants. Only Excuse shorts. me. Only shorts, Greg. Oh, okay. So no, no long pants during Oshkosh. I refuse. It's summer. I am not going to st- stoop to that level. So, all right. I was still able to get by with you know a Columbia shirt and a pair of shorts, and I was quite comfortable throughout the show. Well, it doesn't get that cold at night, even in Wisconsin, does it? It was fifty-eight. Was it? Well, I, mm-hmm. uh, you could. I could get by with shorts and with that. I might be a little wussy about it, but I could still do it. You know, but regardless, okay, the atmosphere was set. The weekend was good. The weather was good there at AirVenture. You got out there. You mixed and mingled. You gave out Just Plain Radio bumper stickers and all kinds of other stuff and just kind of networked as you as you do. But there were definitely some highlights from AirVenture that, I mean, made the media rounds for sure that I saw even when I was down uh, lobster diving in South Florida. Uh, one was this, uh, I don't know, quadcopter contraption what it was the the black fly is that the name of it black fly from opener uh made some headlines there Uh, we saw footage of it featured on avweb but uh yeah it's a personal electric vtol type airplane that they've been hyping up since about 2018 and they actually flew it at air venture this year they had it sitting uh, outside their booth in the home built area it looks unique. It, it kind of looks like uh, something futuristic out of Star Wars. You know, it looks kind of like a pod racer where you've got an upper and a lower wing and with, you know, a bunch of propellers across the top and the bottom of it. So it's kind of kind of awkward looking. It doesn't look like your typical airplane. Mm-hmm. But the idea is you'd be take off out of your backyard and go fly to uh, your office building and back and forth. You know, kind of the, the whole Jetsons car that we were promised years ago. We're getting closer. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. A giant quadcopter. Well, I don't know. I think it had eight blades, doesn't it? Like four on each arm. Four on the lower and four on the upper. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I saw some video. I think it was from the guys at uh, Av, AvWeb uh, put something uh, out about it. And uh, it looked impressive. 25-mile uh, range. Uh, they got it in production uh, now. And, uh, you know, so it's not for long trips, obviously. At least not at this point but they had a bunch of people uh you know uh i don't know working sims did they have the sim set up there by the uh, plane at uh, at uh, air venture 
They did. I didn't go in and take a look at that part of it. I just was more interested in taking a look at it from the outside because for for my needs, it just wouldn't make it. Twenty five miles doesn't give me you know really much of an advantage. Well, that'd be the run to the grocery store from your Maybe. air park. You know, just make a quick run. I mean, that'd be kind of convenient. You just plop down on the uh, you know on the ceiling <laughs> on the roof of Publix and there in Fort Myers or something and uh, get what you need and zip right back. That'd be I think it'd probably be easier to use it to go to the beach because the right now with traffic and the backups going across bridges, it might be just quicker. Just go land on the sand. True. If you want to go down to the beach and just overfly all the traffic. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this, you know, I, I assume it was a one seater. Was it just a one? It or did, is. Okay. Yeah. But do they have different sizes already or is that just the one they have? Right now, that's the only model they have is the single seater. Okay. But uh, they were talking to some of the people that were working through the sim, and they they were saying that uh, you don't really need to be a pilot to fly this thing. Uh, they really look at this vehicle as a you know uh, something that anybody could fly. And right now, you don't even need to have a pilot's license to fly the thing. Is that right? It's considered an ultralight, so yeah. no. So you know, but you didn't want to sit down in the sim. You just didn't have time. I just didn't have time. There yeah. was I had I was on a mission. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, it looked really interesting. And, uh, you know, whether that one, you know, kind of breaks away from the pack, you know, there's a bunch of companies working through this process, but it does seem like they're uh, pretty far along and uh, getting this thing out there. I think I heard the guy say that they, um, they're they producing like one a day right now, and they expect to increase their production numbers up dramatically over the next few months. So it'll be very interesting to see. The Black Fly from Opener. Uh, aircraft design or just Opener is the name of the just company? Just Opener. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. 
nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I need your weights, by the way. What do you mean? For the plane. It's I'm a safety issue. The weight. This is a regulation. This is a... Ask Jeff if he'll give you his weight. You're not going to give me your weight? She doesn't even know how much I weigh. No. You know who else doesn't know how much I weigh? My doctor. My weight. My business. No one knows. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be dead in the Sea of Cortez than have you know what I weigh. We got two hearts on fire, breathing higher and higher. Ashes to embers to full on flame. Girl, I bet you can see it from an this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are navigating the latest aviation news and information and basically just recap an air venture today because Captain Dennis was out there at least the last couple days. He got there in uh, time to experience the nighttime air show on Saturday night and the wall of fire is the finale, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. They had the wall of fire and, you know, a small fireworks show going off. And, you know, it was, it was just great because... Uh, Rather than try to make my way back down to show center, um, I was actually staying at the Hilton Hotel. I was able to get a room at the last minute, which is just, you know, usually unobtainium. That is shocking. Yes. You know, he made the decision to go out to venture literally, what, a week or two tops? Probably a week. And you got a hotel room at the Hilton Garden Inn right there on site. I can't believe that. I mean, they have tie-down spots and a, and a ramp. They had a couple of business jets and, you know, a Mooney and a few other airplanes all tied down in their actual parking lot right behind the hotel. So talk about convenient. If I was to ever fly in again, I right. want to try to consider that. Well, well, this had nothing to do with attendance figures because I heard that the numbers were just through the roof. Uh, is that right? And you just got purely lucky? I'm I'm guessing that I got lucky that somebody reserved for the whole week and then uh, left early maybe because of the storm or something. Ah. And so they had, you know, rooms available and it, lucky me. There you uh, go. Okay. But it, would you agree with the numbers? I mean, were there a ton of people there Saturday and Sunday from what you could tell or what? From what I could tell, I mean, attendance was great on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it, I wasn't overwhelmed walking around, but the flight line was full. The campground was full from what I could see. Uh, and it was you know, it was ideal. The weather conditions were not too hot, nice breeze. It was able to walk around quite easily and uh, take in pretty much everything that you wanted to see. Yeah. Well, you got a you know, ton of real estate to work with there at AirVenture. So you, you really you could, didn't have any risk of being, you know, cooped up amongst a huge amount of people anyway, because it's spread out so, so much regardless. But Tom from uh, Velocity, who got there early on, told us, that he was impressed with how many people were there at the show. So I'm guessing that kind of, you know, worked through the throughout the week, depending on the weather and stuff. Like you said, they had some issues during the middle of the week. But I have a feeling we're going to hear some, uh, you know, record record numbers in the next couple of weeks about how, how many people attended AirVenture. And that's kind of the initial buzz that we've uh, received here so far. So we'll see how that pans out. But who else did you network with? Obviously, you caught up with Tom. 
at Velocity, yeah. I assume, right? Yeah, I went down to uh, Velocity's booth and got to take in. He had, I think, uh, four or five different uh, models of Velocities, everything from a single-engine turbine uh, that one of their customers had brought in that, you know, just looks sexy. I mean, just, yeah. I can't I can't describe it any better than that. But seeing, you know, a composite five-blade prop hanging off the back and the two stacks from a turbine and knowing how fast that thing's going to go with a jet engine, Tom was saying that the ramp appeal of that thing, when you go to start it up and you hear that turbine whine and, and you know, light off, it's that just cranes necks and people are looking over, hey, what's that? Yes. I got to sit in one of the one of the velocities. I've got photos uh, that I'll post up on the website here eventually. Uh, but I was sitting in one of them and very easy, very comfortable. We were looking at how much space there is for dive gear because I know that's always a consideration for you, Greg. Absolutely. And Tom? And, uh, you know, obviously, yeah, me. Yeah, bigger than your Mooney, I assume, isn't it? Actually, less. Is it? Because the cabin, well, remember with the velocity, the engine's in the rear. Yeah. So there isn't like a rear baggage compartment behind the seats. So you kind of kind of put everything in the cabin with you. So Well, no, you have the, uh, yeah, I thought you had some stuff in the nose, too. You have a ton of there, space There's in the a nose. small locker in the nose, but I don't think it's as much as I have behind the seat in the Mooney. Oh, which one? Uh, was that a twin or a single? The single. Oh, okay. I, I'm thinking about the twin that we saw there at Sun and Fun. That yeah. it was, uh, I think it was a four-seater, but it had quite a quite a bit of space in right, it. But I don't but, remember if that was a experimental they were still working on or what. Oh, no. They, they've been making the Velocity Twin for years. So, All right. Well, uh, you know, he didn't offer to take you up in one of them. I guess they he weren't still doing. has no, not during the show, but the offer still stands. If we want to head over to the factory in Sebastian or just uh, yes. to Tom's yes. place over, and in yes, the, yes, we're going to make that happen. Right, and that'll be more convenient for us just to go over to, like you said, uh, Merritt Island. Is that where it Merritt is? Merritt Island is for his house, um, or we can go down to the factory in Sebastian, Sebastian. and go up to one of their demonstrators. Okay, well, one, one way or another, we're, we're going to make that happen uh, eventually for sure. So and for uh, right now, it's my fault because, you know, your transportation's kind of down. That's right. You know, his Mooney is still uh, getting the engine overhaul. I, I know you ran into the guys that are doing your engine there, right? I didn't or, just ran into him. I made a point of going over to the booth because, one, I wanted to check on progress yeah. um, and see where we're at because it's been about two weeks since we've had a la- our last check-in with JD over at Pinnacle. Right. So I did get to go check it out. Um, I've even got a picture of JD posing in front of one of their engines showing what the what they look like when they overhaul them i mean they, they yeah, that wasn't the your specific engine no because you texted that to me and say hey look there's jd in front of my engine i'm like wait a minute they had your engine on display at air venture <laughs> no, no wonder it's but, taking so long <laughs> but this is what my engine could look like when it's ah, all done okay. and, and uh, in fact jd and i were discussing over dinner saturday night uh about the paint scheme and what he's going to do is match the colors of the mooney onto the engine so really? we will have the combination of the dark blue the light blue and white uh will translate all the way under the cowl so when you pull the top off the engine's going to match the plane wow so what like the cool? uh what the pin the piston covers or something are going to be that color blue scheme that you have on your aircraft or what yeah what do we'll do something like the the engine block itself um will be uh dark blue which uh, is, you know, the major accent stripe on the plane. Yeah. And then maybe the pushrod tubes that run across the engine will be the lighter blue. And then he, they typically do their in, intake ducts in white. 
mm-hmm. and the airplane's all white. So we'll have a combination of the two blues and white, and it'll look uh, look like it kind of matches. So you're going to so, want to take off the cowling and, and just uh, oh. sh- ride this thing like a hot rod. Well, I don't think I'm going to want to do that. It's going to cut into our speed. But, you know, well, we'll, the next time we have an a, a, a opportunity to put this the airplane on display, we're going to have to take the cowl off and show it off. Right. Well, that's a, and, that and AOPA cool. did just that. Uh, they just got their Bonanza's engine back from Pinnacle and actually flew uh, the Bonanza to Sun or to Air Venture, and they opened up the cowl on it, had it on display, and boy, that engine looks just just beautiful. I yeah. think it looks better than a factory new engine. How about that? So, what did he tell you? How soon? You think? Does he know yet, or is he still waiting on some final Anyone's parts? guess. Uh, the good news is all the stuff that he has sent out of mine that needed to get reworked is on its way back. I think the last thing we were waiting on was the crankshaft, and that is on its way back, but we're still waiting for those new cylinders. Well, okay. Making progress, though, it sounds like. And, wow, color-schemed engine. How about that? That sounds like a bonus. color coordinated. we got to be fashionable. Absolutely. Got to look good to fly good. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, I'm Scott Fitzgerald. You probably don't recognize me because I'm in corporate. So am I. This is corporate. <laughs> Little too much so, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I try to have fun, right? I mean, you know, but we're, not, we're not landing planes here. Our company manufactures aircraft landing gear systems. Yep, uh-huh. Well, I am going to fly us over a few more drinks. I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes take off. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And uh, just kind of recapping Air Venture in Oshkosh. Successful event from all accounts, from what I've heard, at least so far. I think i got some stats that we can share a little bit later on that they put out a press release after the end of the show. So we'll uh, dig into that and share that with you in just a bit. But uh, Dennis was on site for the last couple days uh networking just uh you know pressing the flesh giving out some just plain radio stickers uh first of their kind by the way 
I guess. So did people feel excited when they got one of these? You say, yeah, did you tell them this is one of the first ones we've ever uh, released to the public? And then I said got, that this, oh. these are the first we've ever released to the public. So yeah. hold on to these. They're collector's items. Okay. We could say that. Sure. But then you charged what? 20 bucks a pop, right? No, I was I was generous. I, I gave them away in extras if they asked for them. Oh, really? Look at you, Mister Generosity. Hey, you know that's. I guess when you pay the bill, yeah, <laughs> buy them yourself. Well, you do what you want right? That is true. <laughs> you wouldn't, believe, you know, that kind of stuff uh, for radio shows and stuff. It'd shock you how much you got to spend on these things. It really would. You'd think like this is nothing, but trust me, it's a bottomless hit when it comes to like shirts hats and t-shirts and stickers and stuff we love doing it don't don't get me wrong but and, it and is we a, need more of it because yeah. you know honestly i would love to get you know some branded shirts and i know i've had uh listeners that have asked us you know if we're ever going to have you know like a t-shirt or something like that so I'd look for that you know eventually we're going to get a merch store i think we're, gonna we're working to on it we are working on it so uh you know just hold hold your horses and, uh, you know, we're, we'll get it out there to you eventually. And you can show your colors and support for Just Plain Radio. All right. And for those of you that did get stickers, um, or, you know, send us a photo of it. I'd like to see what you did with them. Uh, one of the uh, one of our listeners out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, uh, is building one of these little pedal cars for his knee or pedal plane for his niece. He's going to put the logo on the pedal car. And uh, send us a picture. What so, do you mean, pedal car? What do you had, mean, or, you know, those little pedal planes for the kids that you can sit in and you oh. pedal it around. And it's got the little propeller that turns, and it looks like you know a, a little aerobatic biplane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then He's the caption will be, "Here's a plane that even Greg, your co-pilot, can manage," kind of thing. No, actually, I think here's here's another pilot that will get their license before oh, Greg. Geez. His niece is five years old, and I'm pretty sure that uh, she'll probably pass you okay. too. Okay, thanks, Dennis. You're welcome. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you were on site, and uh, you know, along with giving out some just plain radio stickers, you also ran into a lot of friends that we have talked to on the show. Who was it? Well, one of them was a uh, uh, Doug Evink from Tannis Aircraft. Um, Tannis is uh, known you know, throughout the industry for producing aircraft engine preheaters, and you know. Wait, 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 hold on. You live in Florida now, dude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Why are you bothering with that? Well, you know, you should not start your engine if it's cold. I'm putting a significant investment into this airplane, and I'd like to make sure it lasts. And the one thing I don't want to do is if if I was ever maybe back in Minnesota for some reason or somewhere where it isn't quite as warm, Uh and the engine's below 50 degrees, I think I want to still be able to plug it in and make sure it's warm so that I don't cause any unnecessary wear um, during the startup. So Uh uh, I was talking to Doug about uh, whether or not I can just, you know, reuse the existing uh, system I have, or if I, if it would be better to upgrade it. Well, he also had a a big announcement. Uh, They just got acquired by Hartzell, Mm. uh, the propeller manufacturer. So that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, Hartzell's or Tannis has been around for years and now to be picked up by one of the major uh, companies like that is, you know, I think validation of his products and what he's doing and it'll definitely expand their reach in the preheating products into other areas that they probably weren't able to get to. True. Uh, and I would assume he was pretty excited about that news and being able to Ex- share it. Exactly. Um, you know, and he's still going to be running the the division, but, uh, you know, it's just nice to have the, the big corporate backing. Um, so I'm yeah. looking forward to some nice, interesting new uh, products in the future. And we'll probably be uh, trading in our old system to, to Doug for the new model uh, with 
newer, thinner cables, better connectors, and making it look all nice and tidy underneath the cowl when we put the Mooney back together. There you go. And what did he say about the fact, uh, you know, that you're living in Florida now? Did he agree with you? Well, yeah, it would be good to have this uh, system still in place, even though you're in Florida and it's like 100 degrees right now. He he did recommend it. In fact, he said, you know, you may even want to consider using it down in Florida, even you know, even on the mornings, you know, in the fall and, and over the winter when it gets, you know, maybe it's 50 to start the day and it's going to warm up. Your hangar's probably still warm. But if you plug it in, it gives that oil a head start so you're not running your engine as long to get your oil temperatures up. So, mm. I, you know, there, there may be more use to it than I thought. Okay. Well, down there where you are in Fort Myers, we, you may get to 50 like two or three days out of the year. Uh, but it's going to be extremely rare. You you realize that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why I moved here and not Orlando. Well, exactly. Or yeah, Destin well, or someplace like that. Yeah, I, we'll I get knew that. I wanted to be warm. If you stack them together, we might get a couple weeks uh, of of days like that where we're, we're in the 50s, but it's extremely rare. And usually only you know a couple days at a time, maybe, when some weird cold front. All our northern neighbors you know, blow down here every once in a while and irritate us. <laughs> But uh, but but you know it actually feels kind of good because we appreciate the uh, the cool breezes there for or just a day or two, and then it goes back to what we're used to. So you know it, it's all about perspective, I guess, right? Yep, and uh, I'm enjoying it here. I don't have to shovel fifty degrees, so that's always nice. True. Yeah. Let's just hope we can get through hurricane season without any incidents. And, you know, because we're smack dab in the middle of it right now. But we haven't had much of anything. Uh, so, no, yeah, knock on wood. But, and I'm knocking on my mind, head right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but keep in mind, I saw that on the news report that we are still have 90% of the hurricane season ahead of us yet. Right. So. Yeah. But we get your plane to fly us out as soon as it gets uh, rebuilt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that was uh, the heater, guys. You ran into some folks that we had on the show, I don't know, what, about a month or two ago? Yeah, you remember talking to the folks at uh, Wright Rudder Aviation. We had Paige and Andy uh, right. on talking about their the new airplane that they're they're carrying from Pipistrel. The, the Panthera. Panthera. You do remember. Yeah, the Panthera. Yeah. They loved yes. the way I said that, or at least I did, and they just I'm laughed. Like I'm still asking idiot, if they're going to make the cologne, because, I mean, really, that, that name just screams, you know, that it needs to be put in a bottle, right? Huh. Okay, and and that cologne would smell like what? Diesel fuel and hundred low lead. Come on, oil. <laughs> Why not? Aviator's choice. Uh, the new cologne, Panthera. Woo, boy! You've been working on the plane again, have you? Yeah, like it? No. <laughs> but that that's an idea. It's not necessarily a good one, though, Dennis. Hey, but the plane get was but on display, plane, I assume, at AirVenture, right? It was. So I got to see the Panthera up close. And wow, it's like, uh, it's basically the Mooney, but modern. Yeah. Fiberglass, sleek, nice, fancy seats, reclined, glass cockpit, you know, single throttle lever in between. You know, it's just, uh, it's very, very sleek and very stylish. And it's got the parachute recovery in the back. I did check out the baggage compartment, and uh, it's probably not up to your specs uh, because half the baggage compartment went uh, went away for the parachute. So a mm. little safety, a little less gear, but uh, no, I think we could still make it work. 
it's a very fast airplane and it's very sleek and looks easy to get in and out of. You know, I've got the gull wing doors on the front and a single door for the back seaters. So when they saw you, they were like, oh, it's a just plane radio crew. Get away you from us. You guys were supposed to come up and fly with us. Oh, okay. They, they did that. All right. That's good. They remembered. All right. And in a positive way. Shocking. <laughs> Coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now, for high-altitude jumps, you're going to need oxygen and stabilizers. Well, I must say, compared to your usual requests, jumping out of an airplane is pretty straightforward. And what about getting back into the plane? I'd recommend a good travel agent. Without it landing. Now, that's more like it, Mr. Wayne. Oh, I want to get away. I This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information, recap and air venture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Dennis was there, along with over 600,000, they say, uh, from this press release they released right after the show wrapped up last week, um, which is uh, the third time uh, that it surpassed 600,000 and within 5% of 2019's record total so that is a very good sign. There were more than 10,000 aircraft arriving for the event, which is impressive. Uh, show planes were about 3,100 camping sites, more than 12,000 volunteers, 5,000 or more. Uh, commercial exhibitors, about 750. Uh, over 1,000 forums, workshops, and presentations at this year's Air Venture. Uh, they had over 18 million people were reached through the uh, uh, social media that EAA uses to promote Air Adventure. Um, they had 66 countries represented despite all the travel restrictions with COVID. That's pretty impressive that they managed to still get that many international guests from around the world. So, you know, they, they were uh, pretty uh, excited with the numbers and how things worked out. For Air Venture, and I think they were uh, cautiously optimistic, but until an event happens, you, you don't really know. And if you were judging it off of how things went with Sun and Fun in Lakeland, which was the numbers were through the roof and and uh, did really well uh, in Lakeland, Florida, a few months ago, I know they were they were cautiously optimistic that they were going to have a successful Air Venture, but this might have been better than even what they anticipated. You think, Dennis? Absolutely. I think this went way better than they anticipated, yeah. you know, because you're starting to hear, you know, a lot of surge talk in the press and everything with COVID, Delta variants and whatnot. And yet we still pulled off, I think, you know, near record level attendance. And right. I think it was done with appropriate distancing. I didn't see, you know, people clustered together. There's plenty of space to spread out. Uh, so, no, I think it was a great, great show. Um, I had a great time, even in, in the limited amount of time I was there. Uh, I'm glad I went. It really worked out nice. Well, there you go. And, uh, you know, these events, I think, are perfect 
in this day and age because you know it's not like you said one of these type of events where you have to get thousands of people together in a huge tight group there's so much real estate at these air shows uh there really is space for you to get your six feet away from other folks or outside you know so even if you take into all the consideration of like okay here's what the cdc recommends you shouldn't do this shouldn't do that you, you really can manage that pretty well at one of these big events So, you know, that is one element of it. The fact that there's such a demand for these events and they did so well, I think, is a good sign for the industry, Uh, whether it's pent up demand despite COVID or it's just like, look, the aviator uh, aviation enthusiasts are out there. They're ready to go fly. They're flying and uh, they just need a reason to get together. So we just got to do more of these type of things, I think. And I think it's a, a point where people are saying, we want to get back to normal. We need to get back on with our lives and, and get moving. So let's get vaccinated. Let's do the right things. Let's wear a mask if that's what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, but we want it. We want our air shows. We want our aviation. We want our lives back to Flying normal. makes us happy and we want to be happy. So I think uh, that kind of sums it up too. So what else did you see at AirVenture? A couple other little tidbits you want to share? Well, what? there was a lot of a lot of announcements. Uh, I don't know if you saw it uh, before the show even kicked off, but Garmin uh, has taken what they've learned from their self-landing capabilities and has adapted it. So if you're flying some of the latest Garmin avionics um, and autopilots, they are now offering something called Smart Glide, which take you basically can hit the nearest type button and it will auto, your autopilot will automatically turn you towards a, an airport and pitch your airplane for best glide with you know with minimal intervention on your part Hmm. okay so before they had that technology but you had to fly it yourself now the autopilot will kick in and do it for you right what they've done is taking into account you know what your airplane's uh performance is you know you you obviously have to go in and say you know this is my best glide speed and all this kind of stuff uh but it takes into account it looks at the gps looks to see what the nearest field is if you hit that button and they have a dedicated button you can install in your panel now for smart glide you hit it, and it'll just immediately turn you to the airport and slow the plane down or speed it up, whatever you need to do to hit best glide and, you know, give you some time to sort out what's going on and, you know, take a little bit of burden off you as a single pilot. Right, because at that moment, you know, your buck cheeks are clenched just uh, just enough. You and can taste what Naga hides like without having to, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy experience. And if you had that extra, I don't know, a minute or two, to kind of, you know, figure out what the heck you got to do next and just by pressing that little autopilot button. But on the other side of the coin, wouldn't that make you feel like, okay, do I trust the autopilot to do the right thing or would you be freaking out? How would you feel about that? Hey, whatever I can do to, at least I know that this thing is going to hold my speed. Now I can, you know, continue to troubleshoot, flip switch fuel tanks, turn the boost pumps on, make sure the mixture is locked, all of that kind of stuff. Knowing that the airplane's heading towards, you know, possible safe runway and mm-hmm. that I'm not getting too slow or going too fast or doing something dumb, uh, I like it. Anything you can do to help out, it's just like asking the, the person in the seat next to you to, you know, run the checklist for you or whatever. Sure. Just spread yeah. that workload around and let automation take care of some of it. I okay. think it's great. All right. Well, that sounds good. Now, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago with this FAA change right before AirVenture. AOPA was all over it. 
as far as the uh, flight instructors and compensation and all that kind of stuff. And they've kind of, I don't know, uh, made a little progress on that front, I guess, since, haven't they? Well, a bit, but uh, the FAA administrator, Steve Dixon, was at AirVenture and obviously spoke to the crowd. And, you know, as as he put it, uh, uh, it's a four-letter word spelled L-O-D-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in his words, he says, I'm not any happier about this situation than you are. Yeah. Did he get um, booed, insert, by the way? <laughs> I don't know about that, but insert FAA joke here about, yeah. you know, you're not happy until we're not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that seems to be the case. But... Uh, on the advocacy side, with the help of AOPA and the EAA and the other organizations, there is now legislation pending in Congress to basically change the rules. Uh, so the FAA says it's going to take them four years to rewrite new red, new legislation to basically correct this whole legal interpretation. But in parallel, there's a... a uh, action being taken at the uh, legislative level that will actually write rules uh, spelling out that compensation by from a flight instructor uh, is allowed in these uh, sorts of situations. So right. uh, we'll just see who gets there first. Uh, well, I, I you know, got a prediction. Congress works, but I got to think it's probably faster than the FAA, given yeah. that they say it's going to take four years. Yeah, why it would take four years? It, well, a typical government agency kind of chatter, I guess. So I'm thinking the uh, legislative way is going to be the way to go. And, you know, Tom Haynes kind of hinted uh, that uh, AOPA was going to be pushing that through pretty heavily. And they got a lot of contacts, you know, with the, the caucus, the aviation caucus. So they're going to, you know, pull in some folks and try to make uh, get that on the fast track. So we'll have to monitor that. And hopefully that'll solve the problem sooner as opposed to later. All right. One little tidbit we'll... Uh, finish up with today and this was just an ad was this a real ad from the faa because when you sent it to me i thought this has to be a joke no it's an actual psa type of an ad it's a it's a little one-page slick that you can go stick up at your local airport but it basically says you could have spent thirty-five thousand dollars on a brand new truck but instead you're paying a fine because you punched a flight attendant (laughs) i thought it was a meme or something, you know, on Facebook or, hey, or whatever. Hey, the FAA is getting hip, right? Yeah, they're trying to be uh, hip with uh, today's youth. But it drills home the point. Maybe keep their emotions in check when they're flying commercial. Another reason why you want to fly private. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 